Today we have on the show Molly Schoeneveld. She's the president of the Storied Group, which is a public relations agency, and uh, they work with some really big clients. And if you guys have seen some of the celebrity clients in my portfolio, some of them came from Molly. <laughs> <laughs> and she, you're usually talking business a lot. I hear. Yes. Yes. And you coach people on business, talking about PR, branding, all that stuff. But today we're going to talk about your marriage to your husband, Dave. We or are. David. We, he goes by Dave. Dave. Got it. Yep. Okay. So just to get to it, uh, who is your husband and what does he do? So my husband is Dave and he does uh, visual effects and video game development. So he's working for a startup right now. Got it. Yeah. So you guys are not in the same industry. We are not. Do you prefer it that way? I think so. <laughs> I wish, I think he would say that he wished I knew a little bit more about gaming or like that I would be a little more <laughs> into it, which I'm not at all. So it gets a little hard for me to get excited about exactly what he's doing, but I try really hard to still listen and be excited. But I'm really glad he's not in PR. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you guys never do you ever. Does he support you? Like come to events with you sometimes? Oh yeah, he'll do anything that I ask him to do in that capacity. But I think sometimes with what I do, it's almost harder to have your partner there because if you're working, then you also kind of feel like, oh gosh, are they okay? Although Dave loves to talk to strangers, whereas I'm the girl standing in the corner. So he would be totally fine no matter where I took him. But you know, yeah, he's he's completely supportive. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so let's take it back. How did you guys meet and when did you meet? We were babies. <laughs> As I just was joking with you, I was a child bride. Not really. But looking back at photos, I'm just like, oh, my God, how did my parents even allow me to get married? I was 27, so I wasn't really that young. Um, but we actually met at church, <laughs> which is both of our parents' dreams. I mean, you never hear this story in L.A., I feel. But we both moved here after college, um, didn't know each other. And I actually met his best friend at a wedding. And so he ended up getting my information and then months later contacted me wanting to know which church I went to. And it was Bel Air Presbyterian for those who want to know, who want to meet their spouse. Um, and yeah, and so Dave actually came to church with Matt. And it's funny because Matt introduced Dave to me, but right before I walked up, he whispered to Dave, hey, this girl has a really big crush on me. And so Dave thought for two years that I liked his friend. Wait, what? Did you? I mean, so when I first met Matt at the wedding, there was definitely like, a, you know, kind of a spark. But Matt is a very charismatic guy. And so he's that way with everybody. But then I ended up getting Matt a job where I worked and kind of got to know him and realized, oh, my God, we would never work in a relationship. And so I didn't feel that way about him. It was not like, oh, my God, I have this massive crush on him or anything like that. And are you guys still friends with Matt? Oh, yeah. He was in our wedding. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, and I just talked to him last week. Okay. CFF, Matt. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Got it. And 27, I feel like it's it's young, but it's not. Well, now it feels young, like from where we are now, right? Right. So before you guys met, where were you? Like when you guys met, where were you in your life? Were you looking for a relationship? I definitely was. And at that time, I felt so old because being from the South, everyone got married right after college to the people that they had dated in high school or college. And then, of course, got divorced soon after. Um, but yeah, like I felt 
I can remember being in my car at like 25 years old and being in a red light and literally like screaming like, God, where is he? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and now it just seems so silly. Um, We've been there. Yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. But it's like, I still feel 25 on the inside. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I was definitely ready to meet somebody. Um, and I luckily was working at a job that was not super crazy. So I was actually bored quite a bit of the time. And Dave and I always say that even though those jobs were not necessarily the best jobs in terms of our career or anything like that, it gave us the space to actually have time to get to know each other. Because my job prior to that was working for a huge producer and I just did not have a life. So if we had met at any other time, I feel like I don't know that things would have gone the same way. And in fact, we did meet when I was working for that job, but it wasn't it, it took two years for Dave to be like, why have we never hung out? Yeah, timing is a real thing. It is. Yeah. For sure. Okay, so before you met, were you dating a lot? I was definitely dating. I was never somebody that liked to date a lot of people at one time because generally for me, if I was doing that, it meant that I wasn't really into any of the people. It was just kind of, you know. Whatever. Something to do for fun. Yeah. And then do you did you have any patterns? Like, did you go after a specific kind of guy? Oh, yeah. Unavailable guys. I, oh, okay. So, oh, so. <laughs> All the time. I mean, I always had, like, if I was dating a lot of people, there was always the one that I really wanted to go out with that was just not available for whatever. Not that they were married or something like that, unavailable, but just emotionally not available or just not ready for a relationship or did not want a relationship with me. Okay. And then was there a point that you had decided, I don't want to go after the unavailable person anymore? It wasn't a conscious decision. I don't know that I was mature enough at that stage in my life to really understand what that means. But I definitely know that when I met Dave, we were so quickly to commit to each other and it was terrifying. And there was something in my gut that was like, don't run away from this because I had run away from that when guys would come on, you know, really strong. And, you know, in fact, I had gone on a date the week prior to Dave asking for my number and we had a wonderful time and it was somebody that we that I worked with quite a bit so we were on the phone a lot back in those days when you actually talked on the phone and um, he took me to a premiere it was so great and that night he's like I have to see you again like you know when can you get together and I was like every like you know ounce of my being was just like no no this isn't right and then Dave did it the very next week. And trust me, guys, like that's the only two times in my life where guys have acted like that. Usually they didn't want anything to do with me. <laughs> not, it's not like every guy was falling all over me all the time. Um, but when Dave did it, there was just something in my intuition that was like, this feels right. And so even though I was kind of terrified, I was just like, I need to just see where this goes. Okay. So you went into it with curiosity? I did. And do you think there was a difference between Dave and the other guy? Was there an ounce of maybe desperation from the other guy that you picked up on? Or do you think it was just you intuitively knew maybe it wasn't a good No, fit? I don't. And in fact, I'm still friends with that guy. Okay. Because I was very honest with him because I kind of had to be. You know, we worked together and whatever. And I didn't want to just disregard the fact that we had gone out and I had a great time. But I, I mean, I literally, from the moment that Dave and I had coffee... I, I mean, we each went home that night and told our parents that we'd met the one that we were going to marry. Like, it was that 
like intense of a this is it for whatever reason. And I always tell my friends that I feel like we committed to each other before we really even knew each other. And like somehow it worked out. And how would you describe that feeling that you knew? I think I f- it felt like home. Because Dave and I would hang out because, you know, his friend Matt worked. I got him a job working where I worked at Imagine Entertainment. And he was a PA. And so we all got to go to the premieres and stuff. And the year that I worked there, they won the Oscar for A Beautiful Mind. And so, like, there was a lot. It was, like, the cool place to work. And so we got to have a lot of big parties and things. And so Matt would bring Dave. And I can just remember, and I never even thought of Dave as a possibility at these events for whatever reason, which is weird because I feel like I was a little boy crazy and I always thought people were a possibility. (laughs) Um, So I, I don't know why I didn't walk away from those things like with a crush on him. I just can remember, and we both have the same memory of this one party where I just, I felt so just drawn to him and just felt like I could be myself as opposed to feeling like I needed to, you know, put on airs or impress someone. Got it. And Dave, how would you describe him? What's his personality like? Oh my gosh, he's wide open. <laughs> he is um, He is super funny. His like goal in life is to make me laugh still to this day. Um, he definitely brings levity to every situation. And I don't mean necessarily like silly because he... Like people that he works with, he loves to make everybody laugh. And so I think sometimes people think he doesn't have a serious side and like, oh, my God, how can you live with this person? But the thing is, is that he's also he has a serious side. Um, But he just it's like when my stepdad passed away a year ago, it's like the person that I wanted to be by my side with was him because I knew that he would not only make me feel better, but also just bring some levity to what was happening. So he's just... um, I mean, he's literally, he's everything to me. Oh, well, it seems like it when I look at your Instagram photos, you guys are buddies, like travel buddies. Mm-hmm. And it, I just see ease and a true partnership. It is that. I mean, I will tell you, it is not all sunshine and rainbows. We did separate for a very short amount of time when I was about 35. And I'd love to talk about that because I do think people tend to look at my Instagram and they just think like, oh, my God. And I will say, like, things are better than they've ever been now. But I think that, you know, even in the most perfect situation I think sometimes we can question, are we with the right person? You know, is this the person I want to be with forever? Because I think when you're making a decision at essentially 25, 26 years old, Dave's a little bit younger than me, which he loves to rub in my face. (laughs) But, um, you know, it's just uh, you kind of, I think, go into huge decisions without realizing like, oh, it is for the rest of my life, you know, when you're saying those vows. And I think at that age, you don't really understand what that means. And so there was there was a time when I was just like, oh, my God, like this, this is I made this decision at 26. Is this still the, the best decision? And luckily, the answer that I came to was that, yes, it is still the best decision. But Dave let me have that time to figure it out without any sort of, you know, he wasn't necessarily angry. I know he was hurt and, you know, and and we had to kind of get through some of those things, but just giving me that kind of space that I needed, I think made us come out stronger. So you said around 35, Mm -hmm. so that's almost like a seven year, because I hear about the the seven year itch. 
I yeah. hear that that's a real thing. I think thing. it's real. I really do think that because it was seven years. And then suddenly I it was just kind of like, I mean, I still loved him. And that was the thing. We went to therapy and my therapist literally would sit in a room with us and say, you guys adore each other. Like, he's like, I've never had a couple that comes in here and like is so seemingly happy with the other one. But yet there seems to be just something that, you know, you, you feel you need to explore or whatever. And so anyway, yeah, I mean, even through that time, I think we were and I say we barely were separated because even though Dave actually did move out and got a house and everything for a very short amount of time, I was over there all the time. Okay. And like his friends would come over and they'd be like, what are you guys doing? This is ridiculous, you know? You just needed some space. So, yeah. And then during that time, did you do, were you going to therapy separately or mm-hmm. did, okay, so you, a therapist or did you do any other personal growth to get into an alignment with yourself? Um, I mean, I definitely read books like A New Earth. Yes. Love that book. Love that book. And what's crazy about that book is that when Oprah had uh, him on Eckhart Tolle on her show at that time, I bought the book and it was years ago. And I tried to read it. I was like, what is this crap? I don't get it. And I'll tell you, years later, I picked it up and it was if he had written the book for me. So again, it's that timing thing. Totally. You know, and just um, helped me kind of get back into like, I guess my own happiness or something. Yeah. I love that book. That was one of the first personal growth books that really opened yeah. me up to thinking. Yeah. And way. even like The Power of Now never did that because I went back and kind of looked through that. I don't know what it is about A New Earth, but I've had other people say the same thing. Yeah. Eckhart, he, he puts in a way I just feel like that it's kind of just cr- crumbles your any stories that Absolutely. you have. Absolutely. Yeah. Love him. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay, so you guys were uh living apart for a short amount of time. Yeah, like it a was year? like no, no, no. No, it was like 3 months or something. Oh, just 3 months. Okay. Yeah. And what was the moment when or was there a specific moment where you had the clarity of like what am I doing? Like Dave I think the like, moment he moved out. Okay. <laughs> Wow. I think the moment I'm and, and my therapist was very um, he really wanted us to have the separation because I think my therapist thought and I guess to a big degree, I was sort of fantasizing life not being married anymore and what that would be. And like, you know, like, oh, I'd have all this freedom and whatever. And then the second it happened, it was like, oh, my God, what have I done? Right. And, even, and my therapist even wanted us to stay stay separated longer than we did. Wow. Um, but we just, we we're, I mean, Dave was like, I want to come home. And I was like, I want you to come home. <laughs> oh, so cute. Okay. So with Dave's personality, how would you say, uh, well, for both of you, how would you say that you guys balance each other out? I definitely ground him. Um, and he definitely makes my life way more fun. Got it. And Okay, because you said that he's funny, he's light. Is he more extroverted and you're more introverted? Yes. Okay. With your job, you have to be the face of, you know, you have to be face-to-face with a lot of clients and stuff. So that is just, I guess it's similar to me, actually, because I'm also introverted. But you kind of just learn to do these things to Yeah, and I feel like I one-on-one, I I love, like, small groups of people and one-on-one interactions. It's not like I don't like people. I just, you know, walking into, like, a party of people that I don't know is a little terrifying for me. Champagne helps. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I think with PR, you just kind of learn that it's part of the job and you just do it whether you like it or not. 
And then with friends, do you guys have a shared friend circle? We do. And I think this is something that we've talked about a lot lately is that we just wish we had a stronger community in L.A. now. Um, So many of our friends have moved away. He still has good friends from before we were together and we spend Thanksgiving with them most every year and see them on a pretty regular basis. And then I feel like we've definitely expanded like our couple friends. Uh, But then we also I mean, I have single girlfriends that we hang out with. He has single guy friends that we see. So, yeah, I mean, but I think that we for the most part see people together doing dinners and things but I love to go on girl weekend trips and things like that like I've definitely not abandoned that part and was that always easy between you guys like bye I'm gonna go to Napa oh, for yeah. the weekend yeah and my mom has actually I, I well I went to England by myself and my mom was like she was just so upset that I was going without Dave because that was not her marriage situation. My stepdad just never wanted her out of her sight or out of his sight. And, um, and, and that's fine. I mean, I think you have to choose what works for you as long as both of you are happy. Right. But I've always valued my independence. I'm an only child of divorced parents. So I think that I spent a lot of time by myself. And so I need a lot of time by myself. So whether it's, you know, going somewhere for a couple nights alone or with, you know, a group of friends, girlfriends or whatever. I mean, Dave loves to be included, even if it's just the girls. <laughs> but, so cute. Yeah, but but I do take trips without him and he's totally fine. He's very supportive of it. That's great. And does he go off on guy trips? He doesn't. He doesn't. Okay. He sounds just like very simple and content. <laughs> yeah, he's he's way more of a homebody than I am. Like, he kind of jokes that he would never leave the house if I wasn't planning things for us to do, but he enjoys, like, checking things off my bucket list. (laughs) Cute. But he's a homebody, but if he's in a group or with strangers, then he'll... Oh, yeah. I mean, he, around lo- the room. he loves to socialize. I mean, he would he would prefer for us to entertain at home, I think, more than we do. We just don't have a huge space. But yeah, he loves to be around people, I think, even more than I do. And what are the things that you guys like to do together? We love to try restaurants. <laughs> I mean, which sounds so boring. And in fact, one year we decided his New Year's resolution that we were going to do interesting dates during the week. Beca- and it was something that I did on my Instagram. And then I'm terrible with consistency. So I just kind of just kind of fell off the wayside. But um, the rule was we did something during the week that was not going to a restaurant or sitting on the computer. So we went to like a pottery place. We went to the Museum of Broken Relationships. Like we, and we would take turns each planning something for us to do that was kind of unique. Um, it's been very hard during COVID because there's just nothing to do that's exciting. But we both love art. We love going to museums and things like that. And, you know, we do, we love to travel. Are there any things and, or activities that you do with your friends that you don't do without Dave? Like it's more fulfilled, like he's not into it or? I think more it's just needing to have that connection with another girlfriend, you know, where you can just talk about feelings. And not that Dave won't do that, but it's not necessarily an activity of, of some sort. I mean, he would much prefer that I go shopping with my girlfriend, so I will do that, you know. But I think it's more just wanting to have that one-on-one time with girlfriends to talk about whatever I feel like talking about that maybe I don't want to tell Dave. <laughs> Got it. Do you have friends of the opposite sex? I do. Is he? Has he been fine with that? He has been, and it drives me crazy because <laughs> I wish he was a little more jealous, but he's just not really. I'm way more of the jealous type than he is. Like if he had a lot of close girlfriends, I would I would be like 
so upset, I think. And he just doesn't seem to mind. Yeah, people, personalities are different. (laughs) And I mean, talk about your mom. My mom, she criticized me for, you know, like, you're going up to Oregon to see your friend Mark, you know, without Pete. Would you like that if he did it? (laughs) I I was just like, mom, we're we're different. Number two, we communicate well. And if he tells me it doesn't bother me, I will believe him because I would tell him the same thing. Right. And it's just mutual respect. But for her, she was like, yeah. don't do that. Yeah, yeah. I think my mom definitely also kind of questions if there's ever like a guy, well, what does Dave think about that? You know, because, again, that was her experience versus my experience. Right, right. And I, I think I feel similarly about it. But I think as long as there's good communication about it and yeah. also the mutual respect, like if you have guy friends, right, Dave knows he's number one. Right. Making them For feel sure. safe about that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he's the priority. And right. and if he didn't feel good, you would right. consider his feelings right. first. Of course. That's the important part. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about fighting. Okay. <laughs> well, you've been married a while, so do you fight better now? Like, are, they sh- are resolutions, is it shorter? I think it's shorter. And I think I've also really worked on, um, I can give you an example, I've worked on myself in terms of how I react when maybe Dave does something that is upsetting to me. So an example is this week. My, I mean, obviously, so many businesses are affected by COVID, um, as is mine. And so throughout this whole process, I've been like, okay, how am I going to pivot my business? What do I really want to focus on? Looking at it as an opportunity to do something uh, maybe that I've been wanting to do for a long time and whatever. But I definitely have days because my I, I told my best friend, my best girlfriend yesterday, like, oh, I'm watching clients go away one by one because they don't have a show or they don't have the money or, you know, whatever it is. Um, it then trickles down to me. Right. I mean, I'm the first person to be let go. And she's like, well, are you excited that you have more free time or are you freaking out that, you know, you're seeing your business kind of not do great? And I said, well, both. And, you know, certain days I'm so excited to get up and like work on projects and like do a, you know, tutorial or whatever it is. And then there's other days where I am like fighting off depression. And I had one of those days for like two straight days. And I felt like Dave's response to me was kind of like, buck up everybody like people have it so much worse like have you done your gratitudes and like I'm like do you know what you can do with your gratitudes right now (laughs) because that is not what I want to hear and like I could just feel myself getting like enraged and like he did like three things like that he said to me that I felt like were just not being very sensitive to my feelings and so I was kind of I started out being like passive aggressive and then I finally just said babe I don't know if you've noticed this, but like I'm struggling today. Like I'm having a day. And I was like, so when you're telling me that like I need to essentially just buck up and be appreciative of what I have, I was like, it's just it really feels like you're not regarding my feelings at all. I was like, all I need you to say is like, don't worry, it's going to be okay." Like it always is or, you know, whatever it is. And I was like, and then tomorrow I'll practice being grateful. You know, and so and then he was just like, I'm so sorry. Like, I I totally realized that I did that. And I was like, that is so much better than like screaming at each other. And like Dave and I have never really been like the screaming type. Like we argue, but we don't generally have like knock down, drag out fights. Thank God. Okay, And then what about um, the other way around? If he requests something of you, like, is it different or do you kind of push back 
I mean, I'm sure that I get defensive, <laughs> you know, and then have to kind of give myself a check. Like, I definitely try to take any sort of criticism or note or whatever and, like, really think about what I've done. Because I think at the end of the day, like, we both are very conscious to be kind to one another, even when we're not happy with the other person and not, like, hitting below the belt or criticizing each other in front of friends or anything like that. I mean, I'm certainly not perfect, and, like, I have no idea how he would answer that question, <laughs> but I hope that, you know, at some point I can take a step back and be like, okay, like, he has a point and correct my whatever behavior is. Is it different now from, I mean, because you guys, guys got married in your 20s, mm -hmm. so... During that time, I think, you know, the awareness of, around doing things like criticizing each other in front mm -hmm. of other people and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Do you think those things likely happened more towards the beginning and then you guys kind of got a groove with it? Or was it always pretty, were your values pretty much in line from the beginning of the kindness and mutual respect? Yeah, I mean, my college boyfriend and I argued over everything. I mean, he would say the sky is blue and I would say the sky is pink. I mean, like, it, it was just Every single thing we argued over. And the fact was we had nothing in common. We didn't want the same things. We didn't value the same things at all. And so I think with Dave, Dave's very easygoing, if you can probably guess. And so it doesn't take a lot to make him happy. I'm, I'm way more the one that's like the pain in the butt. <laughs> so, so um, you know, I, I don't know that our like fighting has necessarily changed. I would say maybe we've gotten better at just communicating our needs. And is that through practice or did, does therapy help with that? Um, it definitely does. I mean, my major was communication. So it's always been something that I've been very interested in. I mean, my, my relational communication class got me through my college breakup. Um, it was so fascinating to me and just the three phase, phrases of I think I feel I want. It's something that I always try to keep in the back of my mind when I'm, you know, communicating with Dave. And, and I, you know, I don't, I don't really know that he necessarily reads a lot of self-help books or anything like that, but he's a very good communicator. Okay. And he's always been a pretty good communicator? Um, I think he's gotten better. I definitely think he's gotten better, too. At like, I mean, there was a lot of animosity with his family and our wedding, just with, like, who's planning and hurt feelings and all of that. And, I mean, he said to me recently, he's like, gosh, I feel like I would have been so much better at handling that situation if we had gotten married now as opposed to when we were so young because he just had no idea how to kind of play referee between his mom and me. <laughs> Did you guys ever have to have a talk about boundaries? Um, I think not necessarily with each other, but I would say more so um, with family. You know, like I'd mentioned during our wedding, it was like a really stressful time because, you know, traditionally the bride's mother is the one kind of doing the planning. And, you know, it's and it's and, and Dave's mom had a really hard time with that. And so we definitely, as the years have gone on, we've had to kind of, um, we love them, you know, and we definitely see them and whatever, but, but certainly, you know, we definitely have a talk, but I think we're, we're on the same page, thank God, because I think that being in a relationship with someone who doesn't put you first, who would put their, you know, their parents above you is, has got to be very, very challenging. So I'm lucky in that way. And in the beginning, well, because you said during the wedding that David mentioned he would handle it better now. Was there uncertainty with during the wedding where he wasn't sure, like, do I need to make my mom happy or? 
You know, he never really vocalized it, but I think for me, because I'm such a dominant personality and because I can take care of myself, you know, for the most part, he just kind of takes the stance of like, I, he doesn't need to fight my battles. And that does, that can drive me a little crazy because I still would like for him, even though he knows that I can take care of it. And sure, I know I can take care of it, too. It's like sometimes it would just be nice for him to come in and handle it. You know, he's way more passive than I am. And I would say that's probably our biggest. um, If we have like an issue, that would be it. Because I'm definitely the more dominant person. And you'd wish he would step in sometimes, especially if it's his family. Right. So in general, would you say that you get along with your mother-in-law? Yes. Okay. And it, it all, it's just been disagreements of like how to do the wedding and things like that. Well, I think it's just that, you know, you have to come to accept your in-laws for who they are because they're not going to change. I mean, at 70 years old, they are who they are. I'm sorry. Like maybe there's like one, you know. Someone in the entire, you know, universe that has changed at 70, (laughs) but I've yet to meet them. Um, So so I just sort of, you know, Dave's one of five. And so his brother's wife does not have a good relationship with the family. And it puts a lot of strain on on everybody, you know, even on us, because we want to see them, but we can't necessarily see them all together. And I know it's it's hard. And like every family has its quirks. And they're not perfect and we're not perfect, but I just always try to come from the stance of they are Dave's family and he loves them. They are his, are his parents and, you know, he loves them and I love them and they are now my family and I don't have to like every single thing that they do or say. And I can, you know, step in and, and you know, say my piece when I need to. Um, but I also try to give some grace because they are his parents. And I know that I'm protective of my parents. And, you know, I would want him to do the same for me. So it sounds like there's respect. Mm-hmm. So uh, your families aren't from here, right? Or you guys aren't? No, no, no. He's so yeah. So he was raised in the Bay Area and then uh, Philadelphia, near Philadelphia, um, or Allentown area in Pennsylvania. And his family's still there for the most part. And then mine's in North Carolina. Okay. How do you guys do family stuff, like the uh, holidays and things it's like that? It's so hard. So for years, we did both for Christmas. So we would fly to North Carolina. And our first couple years of marriage, like I'm, I'm fair. Being fair is like a huge value of mine. And so I wanted to make sure things were fair. And so we would split Christmas Day. So like one year we would leave on Christmas Day to be in New York City by that afternoon so we could spend Christmas night with his family. And then the next year we would go the day after Christmas. And then I realized his mom just didn't give a shit. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, why am I doing this? So we now pretty much like, I mean, this year is obviously going to be different. But for the most part, we go to my family's until the day, till Christmas Day. And then the next morning we'll leave and go see his family and spend like three or four days. Got it. So it's really hard, but like neither one of us wanted to give up time with our family. And I don't think he should have to. And with me being an only child, it's it's he's one of five. So it's very different for his family. It's like if we're not there, they have other children and his parents are together, whereas mine are divorced and now my mom's on her own and like I'm it. So if I don't go home, she's really alone. And so 
if I'm not willing to give that up, I don't think he should have to give it up either. So we just sacrifice and Christmas is not like a fun vacation. It's chucking around to all these different places and seeing family. Right. That's exactly how it is with our family as well. And it's, I mean, I love that you say that because you guys are 16 years in and it's still a thing, you know, that it's always, well, it's, I think in the beginning it can be a hard adjustment because we're, I mean, we're for sure. (laughs) Right. With, I mean, if the parents are being sensitive to, I remember my mom, like the first year, she's like, you better come back for Christmas. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) But then I think everyone's getting more used to that things are different now. But we're similar. uh, I'm similar to you in that things are fair and we try to. And my sister is one. She has the kids like. Like are you your s- are your both your families here? Or are they in different states? Different states. He's East Coast, New Jersey. It's so hard. San Francisco, right? And then I imagine. I mean, for my sister who has kids, like you said, it's not fun. She's literally trekking around, right. and our families are um, separated. You know, so she's yeah. literally going like four yeah. four homes with yeah. the kids in the morning. It's so hard. I know. I dream of having everyone to our house one day, but it just hasn't happened. Right. So. I don't know. We'll see. We did stop going home for Thanksgiving and we host and now do like a Friendsgiving, which is so fun. And it's also just too close to Christmas. It's so expensive. So you said you have some friends that are still single. I do. Yes. Do they? Many. Are you giving them advice all the time? You know, it's really it's hard because, you know, I feel like my single friends sort of look at me and they're like, you literally got married before text messaging was a thing. So, like, how could you possibly know what it's like to online date or, you know, what is, you know, ghosting or what? I mean, please, we were totally ghosted. It was just via phone. I mean, they just stopped calling or whatever. I mean, that existed. It was just a different form. Um, But the thing is, it's like it's still it's still the same. I mean, it's still aligning values and it's still, um, you know, not being afraid to put yourself out there. Um, so I, unless I'm directly asked for relationship advice, I mean, I, I teeter around, you know, but I've definitely lost friends from being too honest. So I used to, I think that's probably my biggest change from my 20s to now is that I, I really realized that People don't always want to hear the hard truth. And in my 20s, I love to give the hard truth. <laughs> and so I stopped. And I'm way more softer in my approach. That's a great piece of advice. And that goes for personal growth in general. As a rule of thumb, unless someone asks you, you don't just say it. Or Because yeah. I, I used to, uh, after I started doing a lot of personal growth, because it felt good, too. And I, I, in a way, I wanted to share of it. Of course. I'm like, I feel so great. You could feel this great, too. And it is so fucking annoying on the other side if you're <laughs> yeah. not looking for that kind right. of <laughs> yeah. improvement in your life yes. or that change. So I've learned through the years, unless someone asks, I'm not going to say anything. But if you do ask, I am going to give my honest opinion. Yeah. And I think they, uh, my friends know that about me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, yeah, because I value truth. I, yeah, me I, too. I want to know what's real. I don't want to live a fake right. life. I was always the girl that wanted to hear from the guy I'm not interested. Like, I, did, I, I, I didn't want to live in, like, you know, ignorant bliss. Yeah, save time. Uh, yeah. I wanted to know that, like, just tell me. You yes. Know? 
Yeah, <laughs> I think. I mean, it, those skills are also, it's why you're good in business too, right? Just yeah. like yeah. this or this. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Let me know. Don't waste my time. <laughs> right. Okay, so for your single friends, I do you see patterns with them? Do they choose unavailable people? Yeah, I mean, I see a few things. One is, and and this might, I know you are, w- wanted me to think about my best piece of relationship advice, but I, I feel like this kind of goes in with that. I just think that you have to be really careful what you're valuing in a relationship. And I've had a, a couple of friends that put all of their value in dating people that have money or dating people that look like a supermodel. Um, and... The problem with that is that when that is your only value, so many times you're going to be disappointed. That That's like a really big thing for me because that's just not what I value. It's like, of course, who doesn't like nice things? Who does? I mean, I'm not saying like date someone who doesn't have a job. You know what I mean? But when you're just seeking those more superficial qualities, um, I just don't see it working out. And it hasn't worked out for my friends that that that's their only value. I mean, I, and, and I would also say that, you know, I mean, this is like such a cliche and it's something that my therapist told me before I met Dave, which is, you know, when when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. And I think that, you know, if you think that you're going to change a guy's mind because you sleep with him again or because, you know, you're always available or whatever, it's just it's just not true. That's right. Yeah. You can't change someone. Yeah. Unless they want to change. Right. Yeah. With the superficial stuff, I mean, I I usually say it's fine to have your preferences, but also don't forget to look at their character and core values first, actually. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the initial thing can attract you like, oh my God, he's hot. However... No, totally. (laughs) And I mean, I've had friends that just completely ignore huge red flags because they have lots of money or because they look a certain way and then it just doesn't work out. So, I mean, it's fine to like want someone who makes a good living. I mean, that's an attractive quality, of course, but it can't be at the sacrifice of like, you know, well, they dabble in drugs or they, you know, they cheated on the last three partners that they've had or (laughs) what, I mean, or, you know, whatever it is that you're overlooking to kind of compensate for the fact that they're really rich. Yeah, there's more, I mean, even if money is important to you, because that's valid, because it's important to me as well. It's important to me too. Yeah, it's valid. However, the nuances with that, like, almost like why, why do you want them Mm -hmm. to make a lot of money? Or what is their relationship to Mm -hmm. money Mm -hmm. right it's because just because they have that Mm -hmm. just thinking more long term because maybe if it's short term like a fling or whatever fine go after those qualities it's Mm -hmm. it's fine but thinking long term thinking in 10 15 20 years what's going to be important to you right do you want someone to show up for you emotionally you know or if you're crying your eyes out do you want him to buy you another ring or do you want him to actually empathize and console you. Right. Those things. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, it's kind of like that saying, it's like, what is it? It's after like 75,000 or $100,000 a year, you're not any happier with more. I mean, that's been proven over and over again. And I mean, trust me, I want more than that. I'm not saying that I, I, you know, I don't, but I just think it can't be the only thing that you're looking for. Right. Do you and Dave have similar taste when it comes to the way you travel and food and all that? Um, we joke that I've created a monster 
because when we first started dating, he thought he wanted to camp. And now he's like, he, he, yes, our taste is very similar. Like he's, he's even pickier than I am at this point. <laughs> it's like <laughs> crazy. Okay. There's hope because Pete and I are different in that way in that he's, he's very simple. He doesn't require a lot. I would say my taste is a little bougier. Yeah. Uh, he does have great taste in food oh, thank God. because we both love to eat. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, sometimes with the, w- <laughs> the way we travel, because um, I, I could travel both ways. I like culture and seeing authenticity. I could mm-hmm. do, uh, I could slum it for, you know, a week or two. But I, I also, I can have fun at a five-star resort too, you know. Right. And if he's there, I think he'll enjoy it. But it's yeah. usually not in his nature to be like, let's, you know let's get this kind of hotel or well he would never book that like he I'm the one that books those trips got it and so if he knows what they cost he up front is like oh my god but then once he's there he's like this is amazing you know like (laughs) we just we actually just went on a trip and spent one night at farmhouse inn in Sonoma which is very nice and like it's very expensive now because it's harvest so it wasn't quite as expensive when we went but we stayed one night and then we went on up to Mendocino and stayed at another place and the rooms just I mean it just did not compare and Dave was like kind of grumpy about it (laughs) I just thought it was hilarious because I was just like you would have never booked farmhouse in based on price alone and like and now you're and he was just I mean he was in heaven when we were there which I loved like I love that he has come to appreciate the finer things oh he's high maintenance yeah now. oh yeah he's totally high maintenance now oh my gosh yeah I hope that, that, that's, <laughs> that's, your, but that's I, your dream yeah but I think naturally <laughs> at, after you've been married for a while you kind of turn it, like you rub off on each other. Oh, for sure. So I, I think, um, well, for P and I, me being probably more grounded and laid back because he grounds me. Mm-hmm. I think if I didn't have him, I could easily go off and become <laughs> crazy. <laughs> but then also, I, I think I can influence in him in different ways. Right. As you guys have. <laughs> yeah, right? for sure. And in terms of a having a successful long-term marriage, what would you say are the important components to have? I think you really need to like each other. I mean, I see it all the time where people think that their dating relationship, like once they get married, is somehow going to be different from their dating relationship, and then they get married and it doesn't change. I mean, you know, the way that it is when you're dating is likely going to be the way that it is when you're married. And so Dave and I just really, really like each other still after 16 years. And so I think that it's so important to find things that you can do together. I mean, even if it's just as simple as like what we've said, going out to eat and like geeking out over great food or whatever. It doesn't have to be some like crazy hobby, but, you know, making time to spend together so that you have ways to connect because we don't have kids and we probably won't have kids. So, you know, yeah, sure. We can talk about our cats at dinner, but like, that's a little sad. (laughs) So, so, you know, we try to find other, other ways of, you know, connecting and whether it is taking a, a course or, doing a yoga video in the morning together or whatever. I mean, I would say like respect is something that we've we've touched on quite a bit. And I think that it's just so important to treat each other 
with the respect that you would treat your your best friend, you know, because I think sometimes when you're married, it's just easy to kind of be mean or dismissive or critical or whatever. And so Dave always tells people that he tries to focus on my best qualities, like he's in a goal group. And he's like, it's so easy to focus on someone's negative qualities, but he's like, that's not going to make you happy. But if you focus on the things that you love about that person, then things can only feel happier. That's great. And that, I mean, it's so true because no one's perfect. No. No. And if you see these relationships on Instagram or whatever that just seem like, you know, even if you're hanging out with them in person, it seems like things are always good. Mm -hmm. Nothing is perfect. And one person's not going to give you everything. Oh, no, definitely not. Right. So focusing on the positives, that's, I mean, that's all, it's all internal work too, because easily if you want to find bad stuff mm -hmm. you can absolutely find it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah well, we have a joke in our house if you can't stand the criticism get out of the kitchen <laughs> it's like what's that tweet that came up during covid that was um it was hilarious it was like my wife and i like to play this game called why are you doing it that way and nobody wins <laughs> and like it's so true you know it's just like and of course we do that stuff to each other but then we kind of rather than letting it escalate to a fight we try to just like be like, oh, yeah, we're doing that thing, that cliche thing that you do when you're married. Isn't that so funny? And then just kind of move on. Yeah. Would you consider yourself more type A than him? Oh, my God, for sure. Okay. And the <laughs> only thing that Dave likes neat is his car, and he is obsessed with it. And I'm literally like, if you would just like, clean the your bed if you cared about your bedroom like a third of the amount that you care about your stupid car like life would be so much better <laughs> and uh, because you're more type a and you have relatively a lot of control in other areas of your life like your business mm -hmm. do you find yourself doing that in your relationship like do it this way for sure I mean I know he would say that I mean I'm the one that takes care of our finances um, I'm the one that plans our trips and travel, but he definitely takes care of me too. I mean, he fixes stuff around the house. And this is actually an amazing tip. Whoever cooks doesn't have to clean up. And he learned that from his dad. And it is literally the best thing ever because yes, like I do for the most part, make dinner most nights that we eat at home. And then I don't even like, it's just, I just can go and relax. And he goes in and cleans it all up. Yeah, I we've learned that recently, actually. Yeah. And it, you're right. It's such a simple thing, but it, it feels really nice and, and fair. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> to sum everything up, for women who are dating right now and would like to find their life partner, how would you tell them to show up? I would say don't be afraid to be yourself. I mean, that's the thing that Dave said that he was most attracted to is that I had such a strong sense of self when he met me. I just knew who I was and I haven't really changed since that day. And I think it is really easy to try to mold yourself into what you think somebody is going to want. But ultimately, I don't think that you're going to find your, your person by doing that because then eventually it's all going to, you're you know, the reality the, sets. In. <laughs> yeah. It's like you take your makeup off and well, there you are. I mean, and I used to tell Dave when we first started dating, like I wear jeans and a t-shirt most days. And so like, if you don't like me in that, then like, then you're just not going to like me. Cause that's like, I feel like George Bush. It's like, fool me once. Well, you just can't fool me again. <laughs> it's like, well, it's so true, though. I mean, it, you just have to think about how you want to show up long term, because right. if you don't want to be wearing the makeup and fake lashes and doing right. all that, 
10 years down the road, right. probably don't do it all the time in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's yeah. That, then it turns yeah. exhausting, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so think about how, how you want to feel mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? The last piece of advice I would say is if someone is showing interest in you, it's like give it a chance. Because I definitely see women kind of running from guys that are genuinely interested in having relationships because their shoelaces were neon pink or, I mean, just like ridiculous things that you're just like, look, guys, I changed Dave's entire wardrobe. I mean, he is not the same person he was when I met him. So, like, I'm not saying that, like, you want to get a guy and, like, change everything about him. That's definitely not what I'm saying. But I just think that there's certain things that I'm like, gosh, like, is that really going to matter in the long run? Like, because someone is, like, they have hot pink laces. You know what I mean? Totally. It's like you've got to give people a chance to really get to know you, and, and you've got you've to be vulnerable. And I know that's so hard for people. Well, thank you so much for coming today <laughs> and you. sharing about this. My I, pleasure. It's awesome because you are a very successful, strong, independent woman. And again, we're always talking about business and things like that. But our personal lives are important. And a lot of times it sets Way the Way more to- important than business. Right, right. <laughs> and it sets the tone of how you show up, you know, day to day and in business in the world. Um, so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening, everyone. If you've enjoyed the show, please give it five stars and write a review. It helps my rankings, and I really, really appreciate it. And if you're interested in my book to read or gift to a friend, it's called Show Up, Finding Love for Independent Women, and it's available on Amazon. Have a great day.